What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network and the only gaming podcast that has a bunch of guys falling down a lot, just a lot, and jelly beans. We have both those things. It is our host, Kevin, and with me, of course, is the jelly to my belly, Mr. Lucas Rose. Hey, hey, hey. I'll be your fall guy. Mm. You're crashing crashing to me. (laughs) <laughs> crash into you yeah that's taking it back a little ways i think what we need to do is create a spotify playlist and add the songs we make general references to <laughs> and just be like what the hell is this playlist here this is the strangest <laughs> thing ever that would be pretty bad in a good way or good in a bad way i don't know that's for everybody else to decide i suppose that's true everybody hates us it's not a big deal i get it <laughs> uh, so, so how you doing man how you holding up Okay, okay. I mean, the world's falling apart around us, but you know, what do you? What can you do? What can you really do? Send the kids back to school. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that solves. I mean, that solves all the problems in your house, right? Send everybody back to school. Your that, wife, your kids, just you and the baby. Yeah, that yeah. would solve all the problems, except for then they come home and they'd have dysentery or whatever, <laughs> Oregon Trail style. <laughs> dysentery yeah yeah they're eating raw pork at school that's what they're doing that's that's what they get sick from they're shooting buffalo and then just eating it on the trail side that's what's next dysentery dude you gotta you gotta cook that cook that buffalo Mm. is buffalo and bison the same thing i i mean i would i would assume it's very similar but buffalo are extinct right so are they they have to be, yeah. Didn't we kill? Didn't we hunt them into extinction? I didn't know that. I mean, this could just be me dumb. Not everyone knows the difference between a buffalo and a bison. Calling a bison a buffalo is inaccurate, but a common mistake. It's so common, in fact, that we sometimes use the two interchangeably. But if you want to know the difference between a buffalo and a bison, the American bison is native to North and South America and Europe, while the other two species reside in Africa and Asia. So, so that's what it is. So we which have. One do we have? <laughs> we buffalo. have bison. bison. We have bison. bison. North and South America, bison in Europe. And the other two, buffalo, are in Africa and Asia. Okay. So they're basically cousins or whatever, but a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, they don't really seem to be that different. Uh, the point where you being like, have you ever eaten bison? I've had a bison burger. Yeah. I found they're it so to be good. I found it to be a bit dry. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a wild well, I don't know. I don't think I've heard of any bison farms, but I'd imagine they've probably ethically farmed, right? Yeah, I think so. Probably. I would I would assume it's not like the chef went out and shot a bison or whatever <laughs> and then made a burger out of it. But I think they have less uh, fat content than a cow. Yeah, they're definitely it's a leaner meat for sure. Um, I'm trying to find out more difference what the differences these are besides where they live. They're near threatened, by the way. They are not. Ah. The American buffalo is not extinct. So maybe that's a myth of... Uh, the early settler days. Okay, buffalo are bigger. Wait, no, Sorry. weird. Bison are longer. <laughs> buffalo are way more. 
Buffalo can weigh up to 3,000 pounds. Bison weigh up to 2,000 pounds. But bison are 13 feet in length, while buffalo are 11 feet in length. Wow. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Bison are bigger. Buffalo are smaller. Okay. Except for the water buffalo, which apparently that is a, is a different thing where it weighs way more than the other two, but are shorter. Isn't that like what four feet. Isn't that what killed Mufasa? Spoilers. Wasn't it a water buffalo? No, those were those were antelope, weren't they? No, they weren't antelope. Those are too small. Yeah, it might have been. Come on, if you get killed by an antelope, no buffalo. Well, buffalo have horns. Bisons do not. Wait, no, bisons. Bisons do, but they're differently shaped. Buffaloes have horns up to six feet. That's crazy. Jeez. What about the gruffalo? Mark Gruffalo? <laughs> yes, that too. And I shot bison. him and ate him. <laughs> he makes oh. a dry, bur- dry burger. He'd be really against that. He's like an eco-friendly guy. He'd be like, don't you do that? And oh. bison have bison have humps. My hump, my hump, my lovely hump, my hump. bison humps. <laughs> lovely bison humps. Anyway, we're going on a really crazy tangent here on buffalo versus bison <laughs> and bison. Um, so no. let's let's segue from that into video games. Sure. Um, Speaking of M. Bison, Lucas, what have you been playing, sir? Um, not Street Fighter. Uh, well, one thing that uh, I wasn't expecting to to play, but is on Game Pass, is Spirit Fair. Ah, the boat simulator. No, um, the <laughs> the game where you you're tasked as the Spirit Fairer. Uh, you come in and you relieve. I think Chiron. Sharon, I don't, I, I imagine Sharon. Sharon, yeah, but it's C H A R O N, which I believe is a mythological figure. Uh, so I want to say Karen or Chiron or something like that. Uh, anyways, basically looks like death for the most part. The very um, of the dead, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Uh, gathers up spirits, wayward spirits, and takes them on to the afterlife. Uh, well, it's his quit in time. And so you come in as this, the next spirit fairer and you are tasked with building your own boat, which is kind of the big thing, the vessel that you use to carry and gather spirits. And right now you are pretty much gathering up. It seems like people that, you know, <laughs> a lot of these spirits you will invite on your boat and you know them from your previous life, but they are animal um, they're animals. Uh, what do you call it when an animal looks human? Like Disney does sometimes. They have humanistic. Oh, qualities. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. So they yeah. like stand on two legs, kind of look human, anthropomorphic. Yes, I was trying to think of the word too. And I'm like, I'm gonna say it wrong, but I had it in my head. <laughs> so let me get this right. So, so yeah. you die. You're forced to take over the job of being a fairy person. Well, they don't then... look at it as forced. <laughs> it's okay. Kind of like you it's get an honor. Here. Okay, yeah, sure. but then you have to build your own boat and then ferry all the people you used to know. That that's, sounds horrible. That's what it seems like so far, yeah. Um, and then, so you're building things on your boat, like you'll you'll build a kitchen, a sawmill, uh, a textile factory. So there's like this weird, um, you're gathering crafting ingredients and stuff, which sounds kind of annoying but it actually isn't as bad as it seems because they're 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 plentiful you find them everywhere um and you're crafting things to sort of upgrade your ship and that type of thing and unlock things like an icebreaker so there's on the map there's this wall that you hit and there's Mm. all of this these ice flows and you can't get through there without upgrading the ship so that's kind of where the the loop lies 
gotcha. uh, to, to keep playing. And I've been having a lot of fun. It's very relaxing. It's kind of one of those games that when you, when you play it, you just kind of chill. There's nothing mm-hmm. really hard or anything that you really have to struggle with to, to play the game. But I did have one experience where we kind of hit an upgrade wall where we needed a new resource. I say we because my son was playing with me um, or sitting next to me while I played it. And uh, we needed this new resource. It was a tree, uh, a type of tree that we hadn't ran into yet. And luckily, as you look at the map, it'll tell you, you got these resources from this area. Oh, yeah. So you can sail to a new area. Well, we didn't know where to go. Uh, so there was a lot of sailing around trying to figure out, well, first of all, I didn't know I could just go anywhere on the map. I thought it was kind of like waypoints where you had to select yeah. this island and you could only select that island. You couldn't go anywhere between. And then I was like, oh, I'm dumb. I can go anywhere I want to, really. So then we start sailing around trying to figure out where we're supposed to go. And that took quite a while today. It was probably 15 or 20 minutes of where do I get this specific tree so I can continue the upgrade path so that I can continue playing the story missions. Um, but the art looks great. The, the music is good. The story is intriguing enough because you're, like I said, you're meeting family members and friends that don't look the way that they must have when you were alive, I'm presuming, because you're very much human and everybody else it's is not. animal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it has a, a fantastical world and, there are very large creatures, dragons, giant sea turtles, th- that type of thing. And then everybody just kind of has their own little text boxes and stuff. You read what they say. They have their own personalities. You have to feed them. Mm. You have to find out what food they like, um, which isn't too bad. It, it You really only have to feed them like once a day or every other day. So they're so, dead. What are they eating? Apparently, like <laughs> fine dining and stuff. You can catch fish. In like a last food. meal, I guess. Yeah. Well, 50,000 last meals, because <laughs> as long as they stay on your ship, you got to feed them. That's uh, and of course, there's a fishing mini game because there's got to be fishing in every game now. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's surprisingly relaxing and fun. Um, beautiful to look at and just kind of a chill game. So anybody looking for a chill game, I'd say try it out because it's it's crafted well. And uh, the 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 loop of it isn't annoying, at least not yet. So. Uh, I, I would recommend Spirit Fair. It's pretty fun. I know Seth has been playing it a little bit too, so uh, I'll be interested to see what he says about it. Um, I do want to play it too. That that's on my short list. It's just I need to stop reviewing games and play stuff I actually want to play. <laughs> so uh, that is on my list. So I I was mildly intrigued when that was on that Nintendo Direct, the Indie Direct, and mm-hmm. I was like, huh, that seems okay, but I don't know if I'd want to pay for that. And then sure enough, it was like Game Pass, same day. I'm like, nice. Don't need to buy it. Uh, the animations look really nice too. That was one of the things I saw in the video before I played the game. And I was like, wow, those animations are really smooth. And mm-hmm. uh, it does have a very nice quality to it. Um, not just looking nice, but also feeling playing nice, uh, feeling very smooth and everything. So yeah, really good game. Um, the other game I'm playing is Batman, the enemy within, which I had been meaning to get to. I picked that up on sale. I think during the steam summer sale a while ago and I finished the first one with uh, Lady Arkham, the, the, like the first. This is the uh, sequel, season. right? This is the second season? Yeah, of it? this is okay. the second one. Gotcha. All right. Um, and so I had been meaning to get to it because I finished the first one around the time that this was either announced or released in full. I know I wasn't timely 
uh, on the first one. And I obviously not here either, but I feel like they fixed some of the problems I had with the first game where it felt just a little bit uh, rough. You know what I mean? Uh, A lot of the animations and stuff I remember being sort of wooden and yeah, kind of pulled me out of it. And mm-hmm. here it seems like just overall from an entire cinematic point of view, they seem to have worked on that and, and kind of made that better. It still has its issues. I mean, all telltale games feel a little bit wooden just because of the, the animation and the, the art style, you know, when people talk, it doesn't really, they look like puppets sometimes. That yeah, type yeah. Of thing. But once you get over that, uh, this one isn't bothering me nearly as much and I'm, I'm enjoying it. Good. Uh, especially uh, the Riddler is the first episode and I like the Riddler. So I enjoyed their take on it. It seems to be a darker take oh, yeah. on, on some of these things. And More so, like Jigsaw. I kept thinking he's like Jigsaw and from the song yeah. he's like set these crazy traps. Yep. Yep, exactly. So uh, yeah, enjoying that as well. And uh, I forgot how I like that Batman voice. I don't know who does it, but uh, it's pretty familiar feeling. Whereas some of the animated stuff I've watched the Batman voices they've used. <laughs> there was one that I was just like, Oh, no way. This is not, not my Batman. That's uh, Troy story. Baker. That's what it was. I knew, yeah. I knew it was somebody famous as Troy Baker. That's why. That's what I figured. He sounds very familiar. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, so no surprise there, I guess, but yeah, just enjoying that one. And I just started uh, the second chapter. So I'm, nice. a, I'm a, a good ways into it, but I know I'll finish it eventually because it's good. And again, another low key game where that's oh, yeah. one of those types of games where if I don't feel like really gaming, I can just sit back and play that because it's literally just pressing it's buttons and making decisions. Yeah. Yep. It's a movie game. Uh, and then lastly is a game that we share mm-hmm. uh, have, have played together actually. So uh, I guess I'll just get into that and talk about fall guys, which was not a planned purchase for me whatsoever. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> But uh, I mean, again, looking for games that are appropriate for the family, looking for games that while not multiplayer can easily be watched and and pass the controller around and that type of thing. And uh, I don't know, just the aspect of the whole all you do is try to get through and make it through rounds appealed to me because when you're up against 59 other people and you're playing a shooter game or something like that, it really comes down to skill. And there is skill involved here as well, but we were talking about it as we played that there's also a lot of randomness to it and a lot of environmental factors that you don't control, um, which also play into your skill, but it comes down to more of like understanding when you can jump and when you have to wait, that type of thing, as opposed to reflexes and understanding how guns work and like what their spread pattern is and stuff like that. Right. Uh, so from that aspect, I enjoy being competitive while also having it kind of a, I don't want to say relaxing, but a not as uptight gaming experience. If I play Rogue Company, I'm come out of that shaking, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just from the adrenaline. Whereas yeah. here, I it, it does get my adrenaline going, but in a completely different way. More like a sport as opposed to That's a shooter fair. game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's, you know, colorful, looks great for what it is. Uh, and I'm interested to see what they do with the seasons and everything. Cause I wasn't really expecting that when I opened the game, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I just was basing it off the gameplay. So I opened it up and I see, Oh, there's seasons and stuff and lots of unlockables and, and that type of thing. Um, 
But that said, mm-hmm. playing on PC, and this is where I'll, I'll hand it over to you, playing on PC together, we noticed way more uh, funny business, I guess I'll put oh, it, yeah. because it seemed that people were cheating, and there were definitely times where it was was like, how could you say that you weren't cheating? And I, I ran into this while playing on my own as well, where people are floating in the air or when I was by myself, people were sliding left or this person was sliding left and right, but never falling. Yeah, like yeah. We were playing the, the hex disappearing game and they were just sliding along them as opposed mm-hmm. to running. And then they would slide off from the tiles and then back on. And it's like, well, are you just lagging and have a terrible connection or are you cheating? Cause I can't tell the difference. It just looks like cheating from our end. So, yeah, right. but I can't tell you for sure if they were or not. Um, but yeah, uh, that seems to be a problem on PC that they said they're addressing in that they won't allow cheaters to finish, but I don't know what that looks like or how they're going to handle that. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was definitely fun playing and you know, this is segues into my, first game i'll talk about so yeah fall guys uh we played it with josh and, and had some fun with it but yeah the, the cheating mm-hmm. aspect like first off the game is not uh, i don't want to say it's it's hard it's a simple game in theory but it's hard to execute a lot because your character randomly falls down hence the name fall guys people are climbing over each other like like the zombies in world war z where they make those towers of things like that happens yeah. a lot you get bunched in together um it's just completely chaos um mm-hmm. but it's it's fun and that's what that's what I think the appeal and the hook is, and you want to get that win. None of us won, obviously, when we played, but we had a lot of fun just going through and encouraging the other persons to, to go forward if we, you know, got dropped out earlier and stuff like that. But yeah, the cheating thing seemed weird. We we thought it was like an isolated weird incident we saw once it happened, and then we saw it like two or three more times after that. We kept seeing people yeah. like, "Wait a minute, this guy is just floating. He got hit by the by the pole that's spinning around and then just remained floating, like yeah. for a while." And we're like, "What the heck is going on?" Um, so it's either really bad lag connectivity where they're not cheating, but it just looks like it from our end, or maybe they were just lagging like heck because he didn't win that match. He actually fell after it was all said and done, but he floated for a long time. So I'm not sure really what it is. Um, but once again, this is a new game um, from a small studio that I don't think anybody expected it to blow up to be what it is now. Like this is a cultural phenomenon thing. I mean, you saw, I posted earlier, Guy Fieri posted a meme of him as a fall guy. Like it's gotten to that point. Like, I mean, come on, like people know this game that don't even know this game. Um, but yeah, it seems to be pretty fun and and we'll talk about it later on, but there's some news, you know, they're they're still continuing to do things and change things. And and hopefully if this popularity stays up, they'll have the ability to keep, uh, fine tuning and tweaking this game and make it to something like apex, make it to something like Fortnite, where we continually see it evolve and change and get your hooks back in. Like, I keep putting down Apex. I keep putting down Fortnite, but something happens. I'm like, ooh, let me come back and see what's going on, you know? Yeah. And it hooks you back in. Like, I, I did pick up Apex, and I, I bought the season pass again only because I'd saved up enough credits. Didn't cost me any money, but I found myself playing like three or four rounds in Apex. I haven't touched that game in a good three, four months, but just because, hey, it's a new season. Let's check out what's different, what's changed, and it got me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that works. But yeah, it, Fall Guys is a lot of fun, so if you have PlayStation, you have PlayStation Plus, pick it up. Uh, it's good for... I think like another week and then it'll switch out. Um, and if you get on PC, it's what, 20 bucks that we paid? Yep, 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 yep. yep. 20 bucks, so not bad, and it's a free-to-play game. Uh, the season pass, at least as of right now, there's no paid season pass. That's just free unlockables each season. So it, you get stuff just by playing without you having to buy stuff. And yes, there's currency you can save up or currency you can buy to unlock more skins or so on and so forth, but you don't by any means have to. You're not at an advantage with those things. It's just cosmetic stuff to make it a little bit more fun. 
Yeah. And you need it because at the beginning there, everybody looks Ooh, the same for the yeah. most part. Uh, so it'll be nice when the game's been out for a while and get some new costumes and such. Speaking of which, I am half pigeon, half uh, flower at the moment because I couldn't afford to buy both. And I'm like one <laughs> through gameplay. So I just kind of like, let's throw it together and see what you got. So you got okay. the butt of a bird and the face of a flower. Okay. Fair enough. I, I'm kind of digging it. Yeah. It works, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's a good palate cleanser. Um, and then, as I mentioned, Fortnite got me hooked back in. That's because, Lucas, a new season started. And this oh season my. is the most exciting one I think I've seen so far. This Why? is all the Marvel stuff, right? Yes, this is what it is. It's a full-on Marvel season. So typically, we've seen a few times where there's been Marvel and DC characters appear, and they're just like a single skin. Uh, you know, Deadpool was a free one you can get uh, two seasons ago. Last season, you can get Aquaman. Uh, but Batman's been available for purchase. Black Widow's been available for purchase. Um, Harley Quinn. So there's been different ones. Kind of sprinkled in, right? Right, right. Captain America. Like, I bought the Captain America skin. Like, that was a purchase-only one. Um, but this whole season is unlockable stuff that's all Marvel-themed. And it actually has an in-game story to it. So oh, Galactus, man. the Eater of Planets, is coming after the Fortnite world. Mm-hmm. And Thor wait, stumbles wait, wait. upon it. Did Silver Surfer show no. up before? But so it's not canon then. But here's the thing. So, <laughs> yes, Fortnite tends to evolve. Like we have the battle pass, you can see all the unlockables, but they often throw curveballs at the end or like more stuff at the end of the season. So who knows? Oh. Some surfer may pop up. I don't know. Um, <laughs> because I'm late. What's what? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, oh. Um, so Thor lands on the Fortnite world. I don't want to assume it's Earth because who knows, but he lands and part of it is he kind of loses his powers in the process. So yeah. hence why he's not in Fortnite as a god. He's just a regular skin. So that's the canon story to get them to tie into it to be like, well, why isn't he able to just crush everybody in Fortnite? Because well, he's not really Thor. He's Thor, but with no powers. Thor um, yes, exactly. Thor light. Less <laughs> calories. Um, but yeah, so then he, of course, calls upon other heroes and villains to help try and fight Galactus. But the same issues, they all don't have their powers. So unlockable right off the bat is Thor. You yeah. also get She-Hulk. Mystique, Groot, Iron Man, Storm, Wolverine, and Doctor Doom are all the characters in this. Wow, that's a good mix. It's nice yep. to see that it's not just like the same five Avengers every time. Exactly. You know? And as you progress through the battle pass and you level up and you you earn your characters eventually, um, you'll have them in. I hate to say their normal form, but like when you unlock Iron Man, you actually don't unlock Iron Man. You unlock Tony Stark. Mm. Then you get a separate set of challenges called awakening challenges that will then transform him into Iron Man. I like that. I'm, I'm yes. down with that. That's, that's so, pretty cool. It gives you, cha- I mean, it gives you something to work towards. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, you get different unlockables and you eventually get different abilities as these people. So almost dabbling in ultimates a little bit like, mm-hmm. so like rogue company and, you know, overwatch stuff like that, because there are certain things like Thor eventually will just be able to like throw a giant lightning bolt, swing his hammer on, throw it and like do stuff like that, which is not normal in Fortnite. Yeah. Um, Wolverine will go on like Berserker Rage. I've seen Groot do, if you remember the end of Guardians 1 where he made that big ball. Oh, yeah. He's able to do that and just plow through buildings and people's forts that they build and just kind of like steamroll right through them. So there's I different. I'm Groot. <laughs> exactly. Does he say that though? He does in the opening trailer. So every season when you start too, they do like a, a, a CGI trailer for yeah. it and it's all voice and stuff like that. And like Thor's explained, like I called upon all these people and they get to the Groot and he just looks at the camera and goes, I am Groot. He goes, yes, <laughs> yes, you are. 
Gotta have that, man. Gotta have yeah. the group. Yeah. People love their group. Absolutely. And like, so yeah, these different abilities seem interesting. Like I know Groot eventually will get Rocket on his back as the back bling, mm. which he'll actually look out for you and alert you if somebody's coming up behind you. Wow. So like, like that's an ability. So it's like all these kind of nice. weird things that, that may end up being OP for the season. Like I get it. Like people didn't like when the giant robot came in and Fortnite and people were able to, uh, to ride the mechs. Like that was too OP. You might get some of the same stuff here, but I, I like that they're at least doing something different. And what they'll do is after the season's over, you'll still have the skins. They just won't have their ultimate abilities, I'm sure, because that would be unfair, you know, kind of overall. Didn't they just have cars? They just added cars. And that was one thing that they added that mid-season last season. So they they, they do these different things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This last season went on for, shoot, it was like three, four months. Is it their season? So they're a good length of time. So it really wasn't short. It's just new. Yeah. Cars was just an update. They, They updated every week. Um, a lot of times it's just patches and stuff like that, but they'll add in those different challenges or add in new things like cars were added in. So, um, but yeah, it looks really, really cool. Uh, like she Hulk, you get her and it's just a normal person. She's not green or anything until you unlock her. Mm. So it's all that you know, awaken her. That's what it is. Um, Storm has these awesome instead of the pickaxe. She'll have like lightning bolts out of her hand. So actually be able to just chop things with the lightning bolts instead of swinging the pickaxe. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. So it's, it's pretty exciting to see uh, Iron Man is the, the heart, the last one to get out of the battle pass. You have to get all the way to the end to unlock Tony Stark, Iron Man. Um, nice. Yeah. The Wolverine has, uh, the, so that's the other two is you get all the characters. There are unlockable skins that will actually even change their appearance. Like they have their traditional comic book appearance, mm-hmm. um, except for Thor. Thor has this newest comic run, which people were making jokes yeah, about Discord earlier, <laughs> but it's like, that's actually what he looks like now. Um, but like Wolverine, like, so you unlock him, you awaken him and he's got his X-Men nineties cartoon blue and, and yellow garb, oh. but you can unlock the brown and orange. Like oh, the yellow. snap. Going yep. back. Yep. So you can unlock throwback storm has like a punk rock look. So there's all different skins. You can unlock even for them to change their appearance even after you do it too. So nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So if you're a Marvel fan, check it out. And like I said, the battle pass is like 10 bucks and you'll get all those awesome cosmetics as long as you played enough. So nice. Um, and then the last thing, Lucas. Yeah, I'm interested in this. Yeah, Seth made a joke a long time ago saying, hey, Kevin, you should totally play this. Um, so using my contacts over gamesreviews.com, I got a code for it. <laughs> Cooking simulator. Just fell right off the truck, that code. Yeah, just <laughs> fell off the truck. Um, <laughs> I will say right off the bat, uh, these this type of game is definitely probably easier, maybe a little bit more fun to play on PC just because okay. of the controls. It's kind of exactly what you expect. Um but I really like it. It's fun. And I do plan on actually streaming this because I think it'd be hilarious to watch people watch me get upset as I'm going through. So basically you have a restaurant, you have a full kitchen. Um, Mm -hmm. People will give you orders and you have to cook the food and it goes literally from every step. So somebody orders, you know, you order steak and potatoes. I have to go into the fridge. I have to get the steak. I have to season the steak with, you know, three or four different seasonings. Then I have to put oil in the pan. Then I got to turn on the oven, turn on the, you know, put the thing in there. In the, into the frying pan, then take the potatoes, soak the potatoes, like cut the potatoes. Cooking. Yes, it's literally step by step by step. Obviously, it's much quicker, but you still have to go in and you have to get and prep everything. So if you get tomatoes, you need to go over to the section in the pantry, get the tomatoes, chop them or blend them, whatever you're going to do. You have to do like the full prep for everything. It's not just get potatoes, put them on the plate. Now they turn into French fries. Like you have to go through all the steps. Um, would you say you could possibly learn something from this game? Um. Maybe. I don't think the recipes are super accurate, I think, in some cases. Okay. Um, it, it's like, um, it's like uh, uh, what's our favorite other cooking game? 
Oh gosh, why can't overcooked? Oh, overcooked. It's like you, you throw well, a pancake it's, in a it's a little, it's a little more detailed than that, but yeah, because like okay. with that, you're just grabbing and chopping a tomato. This one, like, you'll actually they'll tell you so like okay you need uh they do everything in like grams so like you need 300 grams of tomatoes okay so or potatoes i'll use that for the example so then you gather them but then when you chop them up they say chop them up into 50 gram pieces so you actually have to kind of try and estimate how to do the cut marks to make it be that as close to that weight as possible wow. to get a better score you don't fail obviously if you're off or if your knife cutting skills are bad but you get different perks that you actually like when you first start you just chop and things will will fall as you do a couple levels and you get stars, you can unlock perks. And one of them is you hold your thing steady and you cut. So like I can hold the potato and I will do all the cuts and nothing will fall until I let go of the potato. So I can get steadier cut marks as I go in and, and chop things and stuff. But it's crazy. Like you have to wash the dishes. You have to do everything. You can't use the same pan because it'll have the seasoning or the oil from the previous dish, which throws off the flavor combination. But they have literally everything. Stove, pots and pans, um, it, ovens blenders do they have um, a ninja foodie <laughs> uh no they don't that's probably Dude, dlc they had a, i was gonna say if they had a ninja uh deal like dlc deal yeah yeah, yeah curious totally um but yeah it has all the different cooking tools you need spatulas like rolling pins like all that stuff is there it's it's pretty in-depth um and it starts you off easy like you you start off only knowing like three dishes i think is what you pick and as you progress you unlock more dishes gotcha um, so that you're never you're never thrown into a situation where you go from knowing how to make one thing to all of a sudden you're getting orders for 20 different things and you have to do it and they give you a good amount of time too so like you'll order a dish or somebody will order a dish and when the recipe comes up like you can always go back and reference the you have like these giant um card almost screens tv screens inside the kitchen that will show you the orders so you can Uh look at them and you can actually review the recipe the only this is one of the things i really don't like about the game is you can't get the recipe just to stay up on the screen so if I have like the meat and I'm seasoning the meat, it'll I have to look at me. Okay, I need 10 grams of salt, so I'll grab that and do it and shake it. I want to just be able to reference and see what else I need: pepper, chili powder, whatever, horseradish. Mm-hmm. I can't if I don't remember and remember multiple steps. I have to go back to that screen and pull it up again, and then see it. So it's not like a, a screen I can just kind of keep up like the recipe. I have to go back and actually reference it if I don't remember. Gotcha. Um, and it's not just like put salt pepper it's like no it's specific amounts of each thing you have to put on and they're not always the same so it might be like five grams of salt 10 grams of pepper you know three grams of chili powder like things like that so uh it gets a little complex but i find it i found it really to be relaxing the tutorial walks you through and they kind of give you all the tools you need to understand how the game works so even though they're only having you do like two dishes in the tutorial you learn enough to know how to do everything as it comes up. It might be different food you're working with, but you'll know what to do and where stuff is located in the kitchen. The 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 tutorial guy, the chef that's kind of uh, running you through the tutorial, yeah, is a complete like rip off of Gordon Ramsay, like down to the looks and everything. It's raw. No, he doesn't yell at you though, but like the visual looks just like him. I was expecting him to get mad if I did something wrong. He probably would have cooked better if he yelled at you because that's how Maybe. it works, right? If somebody's just yelling at you over your shoulder. I mean, that's how it works in Hell's Kitchen, right? Wouldn't it be funny if you played for like 20 hours and at that 20 hour mark, you just unlocked Guy Fieri and he's like standing there and all of a sudden just talking to you and you're just like, ah, Guy Fieri, how That'd did you awesome. get here? And he's like, I'm the mayor of Flavortown. <laughs> I want you to make some Cheeto crusted hot dogs. Yeah, like, gonna what? Say, Use my special barbecue sauce, and you're just like, "Whoa, Whoa. got very barbecue sauce." I put this on everything. <laughs> now, I was um, I was familiar with this game. I had a feeling, and it, 
and I and I realized I was when I saw when I looked it up and saw the logo because mm-hmm. I remember seeing it and going, "This looks like a VR game." And then I see it oh, is coming to VR. Is it? I was um, it totally, totally could be quarter four um, of uh, this year. Oh yeah. So then, we got a little little bit of time, but it should be coming out anytime. Yeah, it definitely it definitely feels like that, but it, it's fun and and like the tutorial makes it seem like it's really simple and easy. And then as you get into the regular game, not that it gets harder, but they take like the the training wheels off essentially. So all of a sudden I notice like if I'm carrying food from one place to another, I might drop it. So like you uh, actually have to hold like if I have the potatoes in the frying pan, I'm getting ready to plate them. If I don't do it right, I can end up dropping them on the floor. And then it's like, wow, oh, you know, you have to put things down to pick them up, to put it back in or to cook it. They don't penalize you for dropping stuff on the floor and still serving it though, which I thought was funny because um, <laughs> in real life you'd be real in real trouble. And then of course there's like a sandbox mode where you can just go crazy and like deliberately light fires, throw knives, put metal just in the microwave. Like you can what do whatever happens. you want. Yep. Yeah. Um, how much you may have already said this, how much of an actual uh, tycoon run a restaurant portion of the game? Like how much is there? Is there any, or are you just kind of like, here's the level. These are the recipes go. No, there is a little tycoon stuff in it because the point is you're trying to bring this restaurant back into its former glory. Okay. So like when you use ingredients and, and dishes and stuff like that, it all costs money. So you have to balance how much money you're spending versus how much money you're making. Gotcha. So you don't want to waste food. You don't want to waste dishes. You don't want to drop plates drop because that costs money. <laughs> if you need to buy new accessories, like that's the thing too, is like you'll have to uh, sometimes call repairmen to come and take care of your stuff because it breaks down like real life. Um, so that costs things. Um, if you need to rebuy or buy more tools, you want to not spend too much on that stuff. Even your ingredients, they will run out. Like you'll run out of salt and have to buy more salt. And I'm watching a video now where somebody's like literally setting boxes on fire and just trashing the kitchen it's some actually quite the, funny some of these ingredients and stuff look very good actually yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a few that don't look the best but pretty much everything is you know has good texture and uh, like the meat here there's a roast but then you see like a turnip or something and it doesn't or a radish and it doesn't have the best Texture. Dude, I'm, look, I'm looking at steam right now because i'm like maybe i'll get on pc because i think i like it on pc there's a ultimate bundle it's 33 12 but it comes with the game that yeah. comes with cookies and cakes um, DLC. That's me, dude. You got me. The, you got oh, me wait for it. The last DLC is Food Network. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I cannot believe I'm looking at this right now. And it brings up this cooking simulator pizza. There's all sorts of things. Or pizza is coming soon. Oh, okay. So there'll be another oh, yeah. DLC coming too. So like, I really might want to get this on PC because I don't think any of this is available on, on Xbox. But Food Network, it puts you in like a stadium. Like it looks like you're actually on a on a television show. Oh yeah, they're, it's like a studio kitchen versus your your regular restaurant. I was gonna say they're looking at all the equipment. Like there's this actually, so here. it's the same restaurant because the layout's exactly the same. But they they put the Food Network logo on top and they've showed the audience in the background. So that's not visible in um in the regular game. That wall where the people are sitting, that's uh-huh. your windows, and you can look out into like New York City or wherever you are. You can see like the street below and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So they actually just basically made it look like it was a TV show the whole time. It's a new uh, contest mode with fresh recipes. I was going to say maybe in this one, you're trying to get like a better score or, or whatever, as opposed to uh, money. Interesting. I might, I might have to get this. Okay. I don't know why I'm going to buy this because it's probably going to be in a humble bundle eventually or something, (laughs) but uh, I am interested. That's for sure. Especially in VR because uh, I need more games to ignore 
in VR. <laughs> Dude, I mean that this that this would be so much fun in VR. I feel like though. Um, yeah, and I, and I do have Car Mechanic Simulator too, but I haven't played that yet. But I saw that's also coming to VR because I have played Car Me- uh, Mechanic Simulator, very similar in the aspect of like using your hands, as mm-hmm. it were, quote unquote, to do things. Yeah. Um, and so I saw they had VR, and I'm like, hmm, that's uh, might get me to bite on this as well because I played it a little bit, but uh, not as much as I probably should to justify having bought it. <laughs> Well, that's ridiculous. Cooking simulator. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Kevin likes a cooking game. Uh, oh, oh. Shocker. Pump I know, right? right yeah. That's such a theme because between um, Overcooked and uh, what was a Cooking Mama? Like I played all those games. Dude. I'm just sucking for cooking games. Sushi Striker. That's right. I have, uh, I have cooking. I have Cooking Dash on my phone right now that I play. There's <laughs> a cooking game I play mobile on my phone. So, look look yeah. at you. I don't know. It's because I can't do it in real life. I'm not Justin Warner, folks. Or am I? <laughs> As I say, wait a minute. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, that's enough. That's everything we've been playing. So enough from us. It's time to hear from you folks. Let's check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes in from Seth. Ironically enough, is a food related question. Speaking of which, which was unrelated because I haven't really talked about cooking simulator at all. I want to save it for the show. Um, we have a sack of potatoes, Lucas. Regular potatoes, not yams. But they could be golden, red, Idaho, whatever we want. Wow. How are you preparing them for consumption? That's the PSVG house party that didn't happen, Lucas. Mm. And you and I have to cook potato dishes. What are you doing? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not going to get too fancy on anybody. And honestly, we pretty much make potatoes in two different ways. Either we'll make them on the grill, in which case I will just do potato pouches. And uh, that said, I have been dabbling with actually using. So, you know, those little spice mixes that you get and it's yeah. like barbecue uh, meat, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been putting them on the potatoes and it actually works out pretty good. So you get this kind of like almost the way that they would season something like Red Robin fries or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a little extra on there. And that's uh, that's been kind of a good because we also have like a garlic one. So we'll kind of do garlic roasted potatoes, that type of thing. Uh, so I'll do potato pouches, but sometimes they end up getting steamed instead of roasted because the, yes. the pouch makes them keep the, the water and I dry the heck out of them as much as I can. Cause you got to dry the potatoes if you're going to try to roast mm-hmm. them, yep. but they have so much water content that it's, it's pretty difficult to do sometimes if you're making a lot of potatoes. So I've actually found that sometimes I will take my cast iron pan and just put it on the grill and uh, with a little bit of oil, chop up all the potatoes. Like I would, if I was doing a, um, a tin foil pack, and just put them in the pan. Mm-hmm. And so that way, uh, kind of like you would on your stovetop, but yep. then that way they're kind of getting baked, but also fried at the same time. And that has yielded very good results. And you can usually just, as long as you only do one layer and it's not like completely filled, you can get a pretty good um, crisp on the potatoes. And I haven't had it where they're just steamed, like when mm-hmm. they're in the uh uh, the tinfoil packs. Uh, but then the other way is obviously just mashing them. Yeah. I mean, mashed potatoes is always good. Yeah. It's now you, when you do mashed potatoes, are you the kind of guy who likes, I guess, technically it's smashed potatoes when you do this, when you still have the skins in there, or do you like it to be skin free? 
I do like the skins most of the time, especially with like red potatoes and stuff. Mm. Um, my wife does not, but I will eat mashed potatoes without the skins as well. They just have to have the right combination because when you don't put enough milk and butter and stuff in there, they get dry yep. and they taste very potatoey. So you got to have that creamy, yummy, uh, delicious, smooth potato. Fair enough. You? Uh, so for me, I, we got this little trick, the thing we've kind of done in my house for gosh, at least 15 years. Um, you just take the potatoes, you dice them up, see the little cubes, whatever. Okay. Yep. Um, don't need to be neat. doesn't matter. Um, right. Toss them in a frying pan with a little bit of oil. Yeah. Get them going, get them crispy. Gotcha. Salt, pepper, garlic powder. Mm-hmm. Let that cook for a while. You start getting them to the point where they're getting crispy. Yeah. So they're crispy on the outside, but they're still moist in the inside because of the oil and because you're in the frying pan. Right. Um, then probably about two minutes before they're ready, you drop in some minced garlic. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, you're either going with onions or garlic or maybe oh, both. You do onion powder. So you do onion powder. Things like that. Yeah. Salt, pepper, onion powder. You no, let you that go. garlic powder. Oh, I'm sorry. Onion powder, not garlic powder because you're going to use minced garlic. Be, I was going to say, that's a lot of garlic. Yeah. No, no. Sorry. Onion powder. Use minced garlic. Gotcha. Because the, the little minced garlic pieces, when you do them in like a frying pan, they actually get like crispy and crunchy. Yeah. And it'll actually stick to some of the potato pieces. So it actually gives us some texture there. Um, then when you're done, you take it out. You kind of just throw, dump, uh, throw it on a paper towel. Let that grease get soaked out of it so they're not greasy. Yeah. Um, and then you serve it, and you can either put it right on top of it, Lucas, or you can put it next to it. Ranch dressing. Oh, heck yeah. Now you're and that about makes it. for some good home fries style potatoes. That's what we do. That's some good eating. You know, my mom used to basically do fried potatoes, but she would keep them as uh, slices, almost like scalloped potatoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm but then they cook so much differently because they're so much thinner. Yeah. Uh, it sounds it's like they keep them be, falling apart. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like they would just be um, chips, but they're a little bit thicker. Than yeah. That. You know, they're thicker. Than, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. Oh, then like sometimes too, we'll do them if we're feeling lazy or not making as big a quantity. We'll do the same thing essentially, but toss them in the air fryer instead. I'm just let them crisp that way. So uh, how is that? Can. Is it kind of like microwaving pizza rolls where you're no. like, no. No, no, because actually, dude, I, this, the stuff you can just throw in an air fryer and it makes it actually really good, including mm-hmm. pizza rolls, uh, which I've done just to see how it would be like, what, how does this work? They what come out so fry? much crispier. They come out so much crispier. It's great. Wow. Um, but no, it works with the with the potatoes exactly as I described. The only issue is, is you can't do as much because the air fryer, the air needs to be able to get around it. So if you put in a whole bunch of yeah. dice things, they make a pile. You get the top crispy and the bottom crispy and the sides, but like inside doesn't stay crispy and you can toss it. But if you do it too much, you end up with mashed potatoes. Like if you do it too much, you can't really touch right. potatoes a lot. That's all. But yeah, it can be done. Just got to use only a couple of potatoes at a time. So if you're cooking for two, no problem. If you're cooking for four or five, like we have to, it's not ideal in the air fryer for that. Nice. How do you feel about baked potatoes? I like them. I do. I just often don't think of doing them. And that's kind of the issue. So yeah. fun fact, uh, Justin Warner actually talked about this. It might've been when we were, when we were talking, I forget. He likes to do, or maybe just in conversation I had with him. He likes when he adds people over pre Corona, of course, to do a baked potato bar for like, you have friends over to like watch oh, the game or something like that. Yeah. He's like, you just make up a whole bunch of the potatoes ahead of time. He's like, and then you get them heated up before people come over and you just have all the toppings out there and people can make customize their own baked potato. So you want bar. some bacon on it. Great. You want some green onions on it. Awesome. Sour cream. Great. You know, it's That's all right idea. there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody likes their potatoes different ways, sour mm-hmm. cream, butter, toppings, no toppings. That's a, that's a pretty cool idea. Probably yeah. pretty cheap too. I mean, cause bag of potatoes yeah. being a lot of people there. Yeah. Bag there of potatoes, go. cheap, three bucks, three, three or four bucks. I think for like a bag of potatoes. It's crazy. It's good stuff. 
It is. It is. Um, so thank you, Seth. Uh, next question comes in from Bbox. Favorite Die Hard movie? Mm. I mean, is there really a choice? Besides well, saying all of them, like if you have to pick one. Well, here's the thing. Okay. I have actually not seen most of the Die Hard movies. Okay. I. So what happened was it's it's one of those things where I feel like it was always playing on TNT or TBS or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I remember catching most of the first one when I was younger. Uh, but like now I'm so far removed because I feel like Die Hard is kind of like a, a dad movie or something where oh, somebody totally is. You down and they're like, you need to watch Die Hard. This is an amazing action movie or whatever. So I'm aware of it. Culturally speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but n- I've never sat down and watched really any of them. I'm only really aware of the first one and what happens in that one. Uh, and of course the argument that die hard is a Christmas movie. Um, uh, I'm sorry. You said argument. There's no <laughs> argument. It is a Christmas movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. Well, you now you know our stance on it. Um, <laughs> so it is a glaring omission in my, uh, repertoire, my, my experience with movies and I will seek to rectify that eventually. Uh, but I just got to sit down and do it because I want to, the want is there, uh, mm. but definitely a glaring omission for sure. I mean, the, yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's the first one hands on. If I have to pick one, that's, that's the best one. Right. I've seen most, I think I know I've seen one and two. I'm trying to remember three. I don't remember three. That's Samuel Jackson. No, I did see that one. Okay. So I saw that one. I saw live free or die hard. That's the one that was like way later. I was in 2007. That's, that's when Kevin Smith was in it. Like, yeah, I was going to say, not reboot, but... Yeah, yeah. It was a continuation. It was just way later. He was much older. I yeah. did not see the most recent one, which was 2013, the A Good Day to Die Hard. Did not see that one. That's supposed to be like him and his son. Did not see that one at all, so... What a weird title. Die Hard. Yeah. I mean, die Hard, Die it. Hard 2, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Live Free or Die Hard, and A Good Day to Die Hard. I wonder what happens. <laughs> uh, see, I was not Spoilers, aware... he doesn't die. Oh, maybe and except maybe in the last one, I don't know. But what a like I would never would have thought. Here's a like if I saw the first one, I never would have thought. Here's a movie that needs four sequels. You know what I mean? Like no, it really doesn't. Like honestly, like that that's why like the first one's the best because that was just the whole story. That mm-hmm. that's it. It was a single enclosed thing that they just were going. Because I mean, it was an '80s action movie. That's what, that's what they did. You know, yeah. you had your you had your Schwarzenegger films, you had your Stallone films, and you had Bruce Willis doing this kind of stuff. So it's like Lethal they weapon. just kept doing Van Damme. And him doing stuff, yeah. What was he like at the ponytail? Um, shoot, what the heck's his name? Uh, Seagal, yeah, Steven Seagal. Like those things, like they just kept making movies, but instead of making them different movies, like Van Damme and Seagal would have different movies every single time, they felt the need to just make more diehards, which didn't really make sense or fit the narrative, like at all. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, How could how does this keep happening? He has terrible, terrible luck, but yeah, diehard's the best one, first one, it's all you need. Um, Garrett asks, this is a tough one, Lucas. Yeah. Much like Kirby is named after John Kirby. Describe a made up Nintendo character that would be named after you. So luckily I had read this, uh, ahead of time. So oh yeah. To- on the spot, you'd be screwed right now. <laughs> oh, for sure. Cause it took me a while to think of this. Cause you really got to think about yourself, how you would characterize yourself. And I don't know how good of a job I'm going to do here, but I thought about it and I'm like, well, you know, I, I have done. I have a lot of interests, none of which I have perfected by any means, but you could say I wear many hats. 
in the things that I do. So that got me thinking, I actually would be a lot like Kirby in the sense that I would have different characters or powers, so to speak. But I figured costumes, hats, masks, that would be how I, almost like Kid Chameleon for the Genesis, Mm -hmm. that's how I would get my powers would be I would pick up different items that would turn me into things like hockey. I'd pick up a a hockey, uh, like a goalie mask or a, a hockey stick, and then I would have hockey-related powers like shooting pucks at people or, or whatever it might be. Um, I don't know how you gamify some of the other interests like yeah. guitar. I guess you could do that too, pick up a guitar and have guitar acts and stuff like that or, yeah, rhythm games. But that's kind of where I ended up going. I don't know what the name my name would be because uh, Lucas is already a Nintendo character and... Yeah, but nobody uh, knows him because they refuse to release <laughs> that game in America. So, you know... True true so i guess i I can take it popularize Mm -hmm. the name or rose which is really not going to work for me (laughs) a delicate flower not a very great name for uh your main character so but that's kind of along the lines i was thinking of they could totally take your exact concept and make it like a warioware game like lucas grabbed this thing now you play this mini game it's just a random different style of game for your different interests yeah, that's like, true. Today I'm going to hang some cabinets because I picked up a, a drill or something. You know, I'm going to fix my car because I picked up a, a tire iron. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, important to point out that master of none. By the way, just want to make sure. that clear. I'm not over here tooting my own horn saying Ex- I can. Except, except uh, podcasting. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I and, would say basically to right. be top. And one more. Mm-hmm. Love making. Wow, that'd be an entire different game, though. That's an the, oh, the yeah. rare only. That um, wouldn't be a Nintendo game, but I'm just I'm just saying that's another it's another thing you've mastered at least it's, twice. It's true, you you've actually found that out personally yourself. So yeah, that's what you're right. Three times. I apologize. It's been at least three times. Then. Uh, <laughs> so for me, I, I don't know. I was trying to think of a game, and I I can't really think of something. But much like you, my interests are all over the place. Not necessarily in the different trades that you are like actual physical different skills you have, but kind of, I was thinking like, like kind of my gaming interests. So if you remember, and you might be a little young for this, do you remember Captain N? Yes. Yes, I do. So I'm thinking something like that because his adventures would span all these different genres. So he was with like Simon Belmont. He's with Mega Man. So I'm thinking like a game where it plays in multiple styles, kind of similar to the WarioWare thing, where maybe like one level is, you know, a battle royale. And then the next type of game is a kart racer. And the next thing is the X game. Yes. Uh, They had all those different levels. But good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, exactly. Maybe one level I'm pushing a giant ball like Katamari Damacy or something like that. And then I'm planting fruit and animal crossing, you know, really get uh, like, get out of the typical and go with those types of kind of off the beaten path games like Pikmin yeah. and, and all cookie, those cooking mama, throw me cooking mama. Or something. Yeah, exactly. like, it'd be like, it'd be like NES remix, but with me in the weird games. So that would work. I, like I think that. that would be the best way of doing it. I um, like our games. The other thing I thought, and this is this, you really, this is definitely a deep cut. So I don't know, maybe some listeners out there remember Nintendo power magazine. Okay. Do you remember they used to have the comic in it that featured Nestor? Yes, but I'm not super duper familiar with sure. it. I've seen it in like, but you just remember he exists. Yeah. He had the red hair with the three spikes thing. Yes. Okay. I could be a character in there when everybody's hyped about video games and I come and crush all their happiness <laughs> and explain why it actually sucks. And that would also fit my character, but that's more of a print medium. You couldn't put that in the game. So I just, that's a bonus answer for you, Garrett. Nice. You're the Eeyore just, 
of the Nintendo universe. Yes, yes. So if and Nintendo that- Power still existed, I'd be a villain in the comic strips, I guess. Here's why you should hate this game, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Pikmin 3 Deluxe. You said Pikmin 4 was almost ready. So, yeah, I guess I could be excited about this, but where's my next one? You know, things like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, thank you, Garrett. And then Takeda, who I, I think he, he might have the longest streak of submitting questions, along with Garrett. The two of them are kind of our consistent guys every week. Uh, Takeda wants to know what's one thing about each of you that nobody knew until this question. And I don't know. I'm sitting there like, yeah, because the the darn DLC episode, I feel like I've told all my stories. Well, and I'm pretty open. So most everybody knows a lot about me, at least like recent stuff. Mm. I've talked a lot on like flux deposed and on here about the things that are going on. So trying to think of something that nobody knows, I feels like it would have to be either one, something I just neglected to mention to anybody (laughs) or something that would be embarrassing or some other reason that I hadn't (laughs) told anyone about it. Hey, can you want to see a dead body? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was the dead body. Um, it, Nothing really immediately springs to mind, honestly. Uh, I I don't have a whole lot of, and I'm sure there's something. It's just if if it's something that nobody knows, it's probably something I haven't thought about in a really really long time. Yeah, so, I mean, I I have one that I can kind of give that I don't. I think this was touched upon about on an old episode of the OT, but I know we have a lot of people here now that you know weren't around during those days. Um, yeah. So one that I can share is I've basically only been in two serious relationships in my life. Hmm. Obviously, one is my wife. The one prior was my high school uh, sweetheart that I dated basically all through high school up until like maybe a month before school was over. Oh, wow. And then some dark stuff happened that you can dig up on an old OT episode if you really want to hear that story uh, where Kevin went scorched earth and basically... Uh, this is why I don't communicate with anybody I went to high school with and basically cut them all off after graduation. Um, right. And then, you know, my wife kind of picked me up about a month after that. And we started dating and been together ever since. So, yeah, we've been together since 1999 was when we started dating, April 1999. So, right. good for yeah, you. we've been together for a long time. So, yeah, I've only been two serious relationships. But, yeah, that that folks, if you're really interested to find that episode of the OTI, I, I encourage you because... It was an interesting uh, scorch earth story, but basically I was, I was um, class president and at my graduation, you have to give that speech, you know, yeah. and I, I gave a great speech and knocked it out of the park. People were like, Oh my God, you know, blah, blah, blah. mayor was there this whole nine. And then immediately after getting my diploma, I just walked out. Like there was no pictures with anybody after the, after the graduation. There was no handshake. There's no goodbyes. Wow. Like I did my speech, dropped the mic left. <laughs> Dang. Never look back. But yeah, look back. Never look uh, back. Here's one. It's kind of a lame answer, okay. Uh, but I'll tell you this because nobody knows because I haven't said it. I don't know how long I'm going to let my hair grow out. I might just keep going until it goes forever, until it's touching my butt or something. Uh, it's kind of at the point now where because I've I've shaved the sides and that all because the last time I've only tried to grow my hair out one other time, and I made the mistake of growing it all out, and my hair is too it gets helmety. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get long. It just grows out. Yeah. So I decided when, you know, this, this whole quarantine thing happened, I was like, you know what? I'll just shave the sides of my hair just because that's the part that bothers me the yeah. most um, and go from there. And then, so I haven't had a haircut probably since February, as far as the top of my hair is concerned. And I'm just kind of at the point where I'm like, I don't really feel the need to get it cut. 
when am I going to grow? It's not like I'm going to grow my hair out when I'm 50 or whatever. That's true. So I'll just wait until I have a, um, <laughs> a midlife crisis. A crisis. Yeah. Go buy a motorcycle and do some dumb stuff. Now, now is your wife going to let you or is she at some point and be like, can you please cut your hair or she doesn't care? Um, she doesn't really, well, she probably cares, but she doesn't, she's not going to tell me what to do with my hair. I don't think unless it, there's some reason why she'd be like, Oh, you need to get a job. And that job requires you to cut your hair. She wouldn't be like, it's okay for you not to take that job. If they told you that you had to cut your hair and you don't want to, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just kind of haven't thought about it. I just kind of am letting it go just to see what happens. And, and as far as I know, she's fine with it. So let's, let's just see where it goes, man. Let's see where it takes us. Mm. My, right. my hair is my strength. So if I cut it off, I'm weak. You're like Goku's tail. Yeah, exactly. Okay. My tail is on my head. And I can shake it like this. <laughs> I don't even know when that, when did that song come out? 2004, probably. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I'm laughing because that song, you talking about shake it like Metro station. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I do it like this. And you shake it like that. You know, no, no, no. There was a song. Oh. Um, my, my hair or my head is on my neck and I can shake it like this or something like that. I don't know. I only know it because of, Oh, now wife. it sounds like shake it like a south shaker. That's what you just sounded like just then, but I know you weren't going there. Either. It's that type of song, though. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I don't even know what it's called. I only know of it because my wife, who who works with the youths, and she had it stuck in her head. And that was probably. I whip my hair back and forth. You about that one? I whip my hair back and forth from Willow Smith? Uh, no, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, my head is on, is on my neck, and I can shake it maybe i'm just making it up i swear it's a real song because okay and now i i did that okay i, I just typed what i had yes yeah. cervical dystonia a pain in the neck pacific neuroscience that sounds like what i have in my back no <laughs> yeah i don't know like it sounds like you're mixing like four different songs at this point i don't know maybe. or it's like legit a kid song that doesn't really it's like not real real you know like not on the radio real yeah i don't yeah, I don't. I'm gonna have to look it up later because okay. I can't find it now. So if you find it, we'll have to add it to our fictional playlist. I I'm really thinking about starting now. <laughs> I think we should. Yes, I agree. I think I think we should. Um, I'll need to write down the songs we referenced tonight. Um, okay. So thank you everybody for sending your questions. We do appreciate that. You could always send them to us in the Discord. And hey, if you're not in the Discord, you're wondering, gee, what's a Discord? Head on over to psvg.blog and get the link to join our totally awesome Discord community, which is always hopping and popping. Because our head is on our neck and we can shake it like this, according to Lucas. I don't know. Yeah, real song. Sure. Just don't look it up. <laughs> it's been a week, so it's time for us, of course, to check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. Lucas, you are up first because I have a big chunk. You're gonna You're going to bring it in. And you're going to take it home. That's what That's we're going to do right. today. That's right. Uh, so we talked a little bit about Fall Guys. And having just jumped into the game, not realizing it was, you know, it had seasons, it has plans moving forward, things will be unlockable. I don't play a game like that currently. Yeah, so right. that's all new to me. I'm kind of looking forward to this. And that is that Fall Guys Season 2 has been previewed, premiered at uh, Gamescom. Mm-hmm. And... They are going with a medieval theme with new mini games and costumes. So you're going to be able to, you know, look like a knight. Uh, there'll be 
it looks like a castle themed uh, mini game. So let's see here. Several new mini games were shown. Some had familiar aspects like jumping through rings and racing to the finish, but there are some completely new elements like ramps and blocks that the fall guys will have to push and shove mm-hmm. into place so they can be used for climbing. Plenty of new costumes coming in season two as well with medieval themes like wizard warriors and dragons running around. Um, so fall season, fall guys, season one, which is what I was also worried about or wondering about ends in early October. So there is some time to get some of the stuff because mm-hmm. it goes up to like level 40. And I think I'm like level eight or nine. Yeah, I think I'm around the same area as you. Yeah. So I've got a ways to go. And of course you guys, I think we were talking about cross progression does not exist at the moment. Right. Nope. Not yet. So there's a ways to go, but uh, it's always nice to just unlock stuff via gameplay. And who knows if you'll ever get that stuff again right that's very true fortnite was what fortnite does is if you miss out on stuff they have a shop that different items rotate in and out of it daily or weekly (laughs) but you have to then purchase it like you can no longer get it for free it's going to cost you if you want it because you missed it kind of deal so right and i mean that's the type of stuff that keeps me up at night so i gotta unlock it all fair enough are you looking forward? Like, uh, does it give you that same kind of spark of, ooh, let's check this out. Let's go back. Let's see. Oh, what- yeah, definitely. I watched the trailer and I saw the different thing. Like, there's one that looks like the gate crashes where you run through the doors, but instead you're actually going up. And that's when you got to push the blocks and then climb up over the walls. Yeah. That looks like a lot of fun. So I, I definitely think that even if they can't come up with new mini games for every season, which obviously they can for a while because they have a blank slate to work with. You could easily retheme some of them just to match the theme of that season. So even if you keep the old games in, maybe this is what they're going to do. I don't know. But if they even to just change like the background environment. So like you could have the exact same games as it are, as it is today, but put it over like a medieval backdrop, maybe drop some medieval items and change like the walls into gates or something like that. You could do the same thing for like all different times. I feel like a dinosaur themed one and be a jungle and stuff like that. Like it seems easy enough that you can kind of reskin things where it'll give it enough feel to make it feel different and then add in some new games every season as well to just increase that rotation. Maybe take games out if they're, you know, not what people are enjoying or you get a lot of complaints about this game, you know, take it out, sub them in and out. Um, I think it'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I think they have a, a lot that they can work with. I think as long as they stick with it and it stays popular to the point that they want to keep doing it, you know? Yeah, I agree. And it would be nice to see, even if they just remix some levels and stuff, keep it mm-hmm. fresh. Uh, I, I forgot to say this while we were talking about it earlier, but um, speaking of games that need to be remixed or touched up, I really hate the logic one where you have to match the fruit. Oh, yeah, I don't like that one either. And I find that nobody ever falls in it, really. No. Like, or two sometimes but yep. they gotta do something new with that one that that one can go as far as that I'm one can go and i hate i hate seesaws i know i know i've said this many times i hate the seesaw game i just really do well that one you can just get stuck on a seesaw that won't come back down right it's just it's just so unbalanced compared to some of the other games it's like if you don't <laughs> if you're not able to just go from the start and not have somebody knock you over you're yeah. very good chances of not making it through like yeah sucks yeah. They've got some stuff to work out. Yeah, sure. absolutely. But it's still fun as hell. That's really <laughs> all that matters. So you're right. Um, talking about Gamescom. So I have kind of the rest of the news that kind of came out of today, which I guess they're calling day one. I guess there's, there's more than one day. I really don't know enough details about this. And there was a lot of stuff flying around the discord. So I wasn't really trying to follow. It. I was like, I'll find a recap afterwards and kind of go by that. 
Um, so these are some of the highlights. There are more announcements, but these are the big ones that are garnering attention. So uh, before the show actually started, we saw some trailers for um, Scarlet Nexus, which is like a JRPG. Uh, yep. Quantum Error, which this one is cool because this is one you should keep an eye on. This is basically uh, a Dead Space type game. Um, <gasps> yeah, it's... Which? Yeah, it looks very cool. It's early in development, so I'm not sure when it's coming out, but it looks pretty darn cool. So Unreal Engine, I'm watching some video of it. I'll have to look at this later, but yeah, that looks right up me alley. Oh, definitely. Uh, Dirt 5 and then Jurassic World Evolution is coming to Switch, which I find a little surprising because I'm wondering how it's going to run. Because that's yeah, a very that's... busy game with a lot going on, you know, a lot of textures and stuff. Yeah, a lot of uh, AI things running in the background and stuff that game actually su- surprised me i was not expecting much but when i played it i was like wow this is actually pretty cool i'm pretty sure i have it and i haven't played it yet but yeah um they did give a um first trailer outside of the one from inside the game if you were playing call of duty for black ops uh cold war uh, which is launching on november 13th so you get your first uh, like big long cutscene. it's like a four minute long cutscene actually um where it kind of sets the stage for what's going on it's a direct continuation from the original black ops game which had a great story that was one of the best story campaigns i think call of duty's ever done oh, um right. so this is a direct continuation which is why a lot of people are excited for it plus you get ronald reagan and all of his glory so. yeah i was noticing that and he looks pretty good in fact everybody yeah. looks pretty good except yep. for their eyes there's something about their eyes they all look young in their eyes yeah reason i can see that um we got our first gameplay from the doom eternal expansion uh the ancient gods part one um so you get to go back kill more demons nothing wrong pretty with much that. it it's out on october 20th so not a whole lot to see but a couple months on the line to get more um doom i was about to say god of war that's not true um then there was a weird one so we're talking about the simulator games and surgeon simulators and one on pc that got a lot of people laughing about last year i remember seeing a lot of videos of people like goofing around in that game yeah. so surgeon simulator 2 out now so it's kind of like a stealth drop but for some reason they had doc brown come by to advertise it because he's a doctor yeah sure so is dr disrespect <laughs> oh that would have been better it would have made um, about as much sense that's true. Um, yeah, it was really weird, and I feel really bad because Christopher Lloyd does not look good. No, I was just thinking, man, he looks rough. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that day. Like it's, it's bad because he's been on for so long, and just like he's been in movies forever, man. Um, so yeah, it, it was sad, but I know he he basically does anything for money at this point. So I think it's probably why this was just done. They're like, hey, who can we get to do this? And like Doc Doc Brown. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. Where's the money? <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame him. He's probably got grandkids to take care of or whatever. Yep, yep. Um, Bioware briefly talked about the next Dragon Age game. So correct me if I'm wrong, Lucas. Wasn't this game announced like two years ago? I think it was one of those things where it was like, they're working on this thing and everybody knew that it was Dragon Age, but nobody came out and actually said it. So I think we were aware okay. that they were working on it. I don't okay. know if it was ever, really, ever officially announced, but I could be wrong on that. All right. So, I mean, if that's true, that makes me feel better because it was like a four minute, five minute behind the scenes footage of it, which uh, we saw some concept art. We saw some early in-game footage, meaning they didn't have textures or skins. It was just gray on gray. And you saw like the bodies move around with the shield and sword yeah. that I'm like, it's one of those moments where we talk about these games that we're seeing now as gamers that keep getting delayed. And we're like, man, this should have been coming out next month. And now it's delayed till 2021. Now you're showing a game, which you have nothing to even show. Most of the footage was their employees, like out in a field talking about the game, like out in the woods. Yeah. Like There was nothing to show. This game has got to be 
at least two years, if not more, out. Because, I mean, they showed us literally nothing. Concept art and, like, the, the frames animation, like, just the body frame. Like, yeah, that's uh, crazy. Okay, so, there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it looks good, but when you're talking, like you said, when you see this type of thing, it's kind of like, yeah, you're working on it. Okay. But it really doesn't do anything to drum up any hype because it's right. far away. You There's know. no need to talk about it right now because you have nothing to talk about other than the fact that you're just doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you look at, look at like Nintendo and now it's Metroid prime and, um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Bayonetta like two years ago. And they just showed like the screen logos. And they left it. Yeah. I don't want to be happier with that because now it's like, yeah, we keep wondering where's Metroid, but where's Bayonetta, but they didn't try and show us anything like this was like, when you see behind the scenes, you're expecting to be ready soon ish. Well, (laughs) and this is the type of like, I like this kind of thing, but this is the type of thing they put on developer blogs. Yeah. Just put on a YouTube video, like just sort of like, this isn't a gamescom announcement. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't really do hype. It doesn't really present any hype. It just presents like an assurance that, they're working on something and so what you know right okay. like, ge- awesome, like guess but- what we know nintendo's working on a zelda and mario game at all times we don't need some concept art of what mario's gonna look like like right we know right exactly uh, yeah i don't know i don't know uh there is a new sam and max game coming to vr lucas so another reason for you to play vr yep Yep, this article doesn't state it, but I did some digging to find out if we can find out more details. And it is going to be a VR game. Still not a release date or really anything other than that, but Sam and Max coming to VR. Well, in, in this picture, assuming it's... I can't even tell if it's from the game or if they just grabbed one from something else, but hmm. it makes me wonder, are you in the game or are you just the camera? Like, is your head the camera? Because oh, either yeah, one, fine, but if, they're, if you're in the game, that makes me wonder how that game ends up playing then like is it still point and click or whatever so i can't imagine that that would be the case Hmm. i don't know it's gonna be interesting that's weird yeah yeah but it's just fun to see them still talking about sam and max because that's something you forget about that That is is often overlooked it's fun i loved those uh uh when they redid the sam and max games what was it like 2000 mid 2000s yeah yeah Um, so yeah those are a lot of fun absolutely cool and for uh, out of our audience, we're going to do this next section just for Dev and Lee and our PC Masterface channel. There's a new World of Warcraft expansion coming out. Shadowlands, October 27th. Ugh, they're going to have to rebuild the entire game from the ground up again like they did when they re- like did the graphics and everything because it's... How old is this game now? So, so which is the bigger patch, Call of Duty or World of Warcraft? <laughs> well, it depends on if they use 4K textures or if they're going to go with 8K to fu- really future-proof it. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so there were some news on games that we already had announced. Um, Crash Bandicoot, uh, they announced that they're going to have something called flashback tapes. Um, so they're levels that are set before the events of Crash Bandicoot 1 and are puzzle rooms. Mm. You have to find tapes in these levels when Crash 4 is all about time launches on October 2nd. So not really much other than some what appears to be like throwback levels that are done to find tapes. Gotcha. That's- I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> Little Nightmares 2 finally had an official gameplay trailer, um, yeah. which looks pretty cool. It does. I will say it looks cool. Um, it's coming out February 11th for current gen and later on. So not the same date uh, for PS5 and Xbox Series X as well. I had just before the before recording the show, I was just skipping around the Gamescom thing and I saw this and I watched the whole thing and I was yeah. actually really excited for this. I didn't even know it was coming. So I was just like, I think this is Little Nightmares or... Mm-hmm. 
from the same developer, different game or something. Yeah. Sure enough, I was like, oh, yes. So that's I exciting. I can play the other one. I never finished it. And it's just like the art and like the way the game's done is just really cool looking. It's a good visual. It's like Silent Hill without being Silent Hill. It just yeah. has that like, creep factor that kind of is just unsettling. It's not necessarily scary. And now you get co-op creep factor. I saw that. Hey, I'll get my son to play it. I'm sure it won't ruin him for the rest of his life. Well, you can't because it's only coming to... Well, it says current-gen consoles. I don't know. It doesn't say anything about PC. The original is on PC. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it'd be weird if it's not. So it might just be a presser error there because I can't imagine why it wouldn't be. Um, they gave us some more... Um, another look at the Star Wars Squadrons in VR from EA. So people are still excited about that, obviously. Um <clears throat> All modes in Star Wars Squadrons will support VR. So everything that's in that game already, you can do in VR. And a new trailer showing off some of the action as an Imperial pilot. You got to see Wedge and Hera. And it looks pretty cool as it launches on October 2nd. I am looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And EA, because finally, for some reason, they're thinking, hey, this Star Wars license could make money. So we've said this a a lot and and for a long time that I didn't understand how EA had the Star Wars license for so long and did so few games. Like, because think about it before before this past uh, the Fallen Order or whatever it was, you had Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2. They didn't do anything else with Star Wars. Now yeah. you're getting now you're getting the squadrons. Now, you know, we had the we had the Jedi Fallen Order one. And now, Lucas, the penultimate Star Wars experience. Game? It's coming to the Sims 4. Wow. That's right, Lucas. You can flirt with stormtroopers and set in the planet of Batu, same place where Galaxy's Edge is located in Star Wars. So basically in Disney World. That's the area in Disney World. And the game pack will be available on September 8th. You don't even have to wait that long, Lucas. And it will be available on PC and consoles on the same day. Aren't you hype? I hate EA sometimes. <laughs> Nobody, nothing you do to Sims 4 is going to convince anybody to play that game. I mean, I know there's people who play it. And I have seen it. It looks like it has a good creation mode. But from what I understand, there isn't much of a reason to upgrade from Sims 3. And the way they've been releasing a lot of their their stuff and just kind of piecemealing it all and everything just seems really cash grabby. Uh, so as much as I like The Sims and as much as I want to play it, this just seems way out of left field. It's cool in concept, but it... I don't, again, it's like, it was this the time to announce that really? Like, it just feels kind of like a cash grab. It's, it is cool that you can cosplay or whatever, have your, have your characters, your, your Sims, uh, have access to that. But I don't know. Seems kind of something about it. That seems kind of dirty. You know, I mean, if, yeah. if they treated star Wars the way that, uh, whatever developer treats Warhammer properties, then we'd have like, they'd have, they'd be even more rich than they already are. And we'd have like 3000 games, but unfortunately they don't know what they're doing. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think this is going to get anybody to be like, Hey, let's pick up Sims four and buy it for the first time. So I can do this. Yeah. But it makes sense. Like they have the license. So why haven't like, really, why didn't this come earlier? Like when Sims four is still popular, like, I mean, everyone thought they were going to be announcing Sims five soon because Sims four has been out for so long. Like, so it just seems weird, but yeah, I would expect them to do this. And like, honestly, I don't know why EA doesn't do it more. Yeah. Like they have all these franchises for games that they make. Why not just put like little things in like little skins for, you know, Valve. all of your games. Like Valve does weird. that all the time. And right. It's kind of piggyback off that idea, but yeah. Like why isn't there plants versus zombies pack for Sims four? like, yeah, exactly. Things like that. Like have the little plants in your yard. Like it, it'd be awesome. I don't know, but 
Yeah, I mean, it looks cool, but you're right. It's like, who who really cares? Um, we have a Mafia Definitive Edition, got a story trailer. Um, it's more Mafia, which th- this remake, this Definitive Edition looks so good. Like, they really took some time making this game great. And Mafia 2 was great when I replayed that, the remaster. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I think well. this well i think this is gonna do well because i re- I remember the original game and the bones are there for mm-hmm. a good game as yep. long as i'm not forgetting any of the re- like i remember you have to drive the speed limit that type of thing so it'll be interesting to see how that gets implemented or changed now it was but. that that was still in mafia 2 as well the remaster you still have that speed limit thing like if you're going too fast the cops come after you um so it probably will still keep that in this one the only real I don't want to say disadvantage because we all talk about lately how we still enjoy like the shorter game experiences as well is mafia one is not an open world. So you're more directed from scene to scene. So you're like, yes, you do drive, but you're you're directed where you're going specifically. Um, So there's some of that going on. So the story is very linear in that sense. There are some side activities to do, um, but it's not open world. Like, two was where it was like gta you had the whole city like yeah you were going from mission to mission but you can go and do whatever you wanted to uh, in between this one's a little bit more straightforward but it looks like they just really knocked it out of the park with the way this thing looks if they they had to have updated the driving model and that will definitely help that game for sure so yeah um speaking of star wars lego star wars star wars skywalker saga got delayed until 2021 um it's coming to next gen and current gen in spring 2021 now it was originally supposed to launch 2020 um, but they did release a new gameplay trailer, which I will say, and I knocked Donnie for, at first for being disappointed about this. I'm like, man, we've played the whole Skywalker saga in Lego already because they've done all these different games. And they split them up. It's like now it's just putting it together. Right. This this has got a great coat of polish on this bad boy, though. Like this looks it almost is at the point. It doesn't look like a Lego game because we have our like when you think a Lego game, you know exactly how it plays, especially you, Lucas. Like we know you you've played them all. I've played them all. Like we, yeah. we get that. This doesn't quite look like that. <laughs> like. They look like Lego characters, but the way the game plays does not look like a, a typical Lego game at all. Well, and a lot of the environments, especially in the more uh, natural places, are hardly made up of Legos at all. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. So, like you say, yeah. it, it And it's amazing how cohesive all of the games look, considering yep. you're talking about probably 10 years between the first and the, the last in the series. So. Right. Maybe now, more. what's the what's the over under on Baby Yoda being a character in it? Ooh, I mean, it's got to be that. That's a good bet, right? I would think it has to be. You're not going to make any money on that bet because how how do you not? Right. I mean, they they got to like the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda need to be in there. Ooh, I don't know about the Mandalorian. See, that would be a good one. To but you have on. to have them both. I mean, they got Boba Fett anyway, so you, they're just going to just skin it different. <laughs> well, he doesn't have his jetpack yet, or whatever, or he was. It's true. Spoilers. My backpack has jets. Do you know that song? And you can whip it like this <laughs> or whatever. I'll, I'll have to send you that song because that actually is a real song. Okay. Um, lastly, the last thing I want to touch upon too, they showed more Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart from PS5. Um, it was basically a longer version of the, the experience we saw from the PS5 event. But gosh darn it, this game looks good. Like I, I had seen somebody say this is like the biggest the game that almost is carrying the weight when it comes to this is the next gen experience that you can expect. So I had seen that or read it somewhere today. And and then I watched this movie and I thought that is probably the closest truth that I've read as far as next gen experiences go, because this game has got so much going on and just so much 
behind the scenes happening. It, it's just like a technical. It's so full. Like the I, world environment is full yeah, of everything. The thing I noticed was how many people, like how many aliens and stuff are just inhabiting this, the frame. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, this looks like a fully alive environment. Yep. It's not all villains. It's like just NPCs in the background stuff too that, that does it. So it's it's cool. Then yeah. you see stuff like the puddles or the reflections in the windows, the lighting effects. Like there is so much that's just polished all hell on this thing. Like this, this looks great. And I mean, keep in mind, yes, it is a cartoony game, but there's so much going on. You're right. Like this is truly like, hey, here's the power behind next gen that make this thing run the way it does, at least in this demo we've seen now obviously this is a, a slice of the game but it looks it's darn impressive it's so close to like a pixar film yeah real life or real time that it's like if this is what we're getting at the beginning of this generation oh god i know right i can't even imagine what's going to be and going the- through the rifts like that rift effect when you kind of pull it and go through it, like it's seamless yeah. like it's just crazy the transition effects and everything they have going on so yeah it's beautiful but, that's Gamescom opening night. That's all the big stuff. There were more stuff. Like I said, you can find out stuff online, but from day one, the big opening night, those were kind of the big announcements. Yes. Yes. Probably better than most of the gaming stuff I've watched lately. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. As if you take it as a full, here's everything there is to offer. It seems like there really is something for everyone there. So that's good. Oh, that's true. The diversity there for sure. Uh, Here's a, this is just something I wanted to share because this is amazing. Uh, over at PC gamer, I saw this headline before I even was getting stuff news for the show. And I was like, I need to, we need to talk about this. And all it is, is, uh, it's doom. Etern- so, okay. Backstory really quick. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, it's lead engine programmer said that id tech seven, which powers doom eternal yep. could, could conceivably run at 1000 frames per second. So everybody just kind of like, oh, huh, that's a funny theoretical thing to say. Sure, whatever. Can our brain process that? <laughs> no, no. Okay, but just check it. A way to, like, how would you even determine? There's a point of di- diminishing return there, right? At some point, you got right. There's no way to tell. Uh, but some Polish hardware retailer recruited, or Bethesda recruited this Polish hardware retailer, XCOM. Uh, to overclock a system, which has been detailed in this list, they're running a 20, an RTX 2080 Ti uh, with 16 gigabytes of RAM, just to kind of, and a Core i7 9700K, which I think is like the the best CPU from Intel that you can get, as far as I know. Right. Um, I believe, or at least at the, it's got to be at the higher end. Why would You're they right, sure. anything else? Yeah. They got this thing to run at 1,000 frames per per second. They did it. They achieved the impossible. And you're asking yourself, well, how could they possibly d- have done this, right? How how do you how do you achieve such a feat? They literally had to pour liquid nitrogen into the computer. Oh my god! I watched this video. This is crazy. Yeah, it's is uh, it's Mr. Freeze's computer. It's running on inch. Liquid nitrogen. I mean, the whole computer isn't even assembled. It's just all the pieces out in the open on the table to keep it as cool as possible. And they're just pouring in styrofoam cups of liquid nitrogen to keep this thing from basically exploding. With uh, bare hands, if I am to understand, right? He's not not using any gloves. That's not not safe. 
That's really not safe. But yeah, I mean, they went over the 1,000. Like you saw a couple times. I mean, it's going very quickly, but I think I saw like 1,012. Like it went over. Dang. Insane. I mean, it just seems very dangerous to pour liquid nitrogen on a running computer. I don't know if it would actually, it would probably freeze on contact. So I don't think it would actually harm the computer components, but you probably still don't want to do it. Yeah, it, it shouldn't harm them. But I'm wondering, like, if you touch it after, it's going to shatter. Like, if it's done within a certain period of time. But I guess That's if true. it was, if it was like overheating, then I guess maybe it counteracts. But I, I would still expect potentially some stuff to pieces possibly to fall off. But yeah, that's true. Know. It's one of those things that in science to say, well, you know, yes, we could do this, but should we do this? Right, right, exactly. So I guess if you're worried about future proofing, just buy this system, buy some liquid nitrogen and there you go you can finally run uh micro microsoft flight simulator <laughs> at 60 frames per second or no eternal at a thousand i forgot to ask you last week by the way when you yeah. talking about microsoft flight simulator did you complete your mission i gave you oh what was the mission that you gave me i forgot maybe <laughs> i didn't forget and i just forgot now to fly a plane into jason's castle <laughs> Oh no, I forgot. <laughs> well, it took me so long to figure out how where to play I was and how to play. Yeah, because yeah. I, I had some navigational issues because I tried to find my own house for right. Right. I'm like, it's so it, you don't realize how difficult it is to do anything when you're traveling at 300 <laughs> and some odd miles per hour in the air, and you're just like, oh, everything's zooming on by, and I can't seem to find any landmarks or anything. Right. So, no, I have Although Jason's castle in the sky would be a very good landmark to find mm-hmm. and indeed crash into. So yeah, you'd be like, you thought you thought your fire alarms were a problem, Jason, just wait till this happens. <laughs> wait till you get the airplane alarm. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking of, should we Lucas, what do you say? Should we wrap things up for this evening? Sure. Sure. And I just want to let everyone know before we leave that I do another show called flux to pose that I apparently don't talk about often enough according to my co-host jason and indeed you from your show that you did with him here on prime so i just want everyone to know that i am going to pimp out flex to post go check it out but also find me uh, on discord and twitter heavy metal riff heavy metal riff on both of those <laughs> lucas yeah. just hit puberty ladies and gentlemen Suddenly, just live on camera because <laughs> that's what it sounds like when you grow a beard it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, there you go what were we talking about <laughs> i don't flexible that's that sounds like something you talk about on flexible speaking of flexible yeah it's true flexible 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 what the flexible 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 you can follow me at psvg kevin on all of the things every social media every every place you can think of just search for psvg kevin you might find it that's all I'm saying. There but you if you want to learn more about the entire network, not just this amazing, awesome, and I mean only the best show on the entire network, but if you want to hear some more stuff, wow. head on over to psvg.blog and find all the other great stuff that you can find. Also, something I'm neglecting in pimping and plugging, Lucas, is we have our own podcast feed. So if for some reason you don't want to listen to every show on the network and you'd like to cherry pick your experiences, you can find us by searching PSVG Prime everywhere major podcasts are sold and by sold i mean completely free nice nice feels good to be out on our own it is it is and if you want to help monetarily support this pirate ship of a a podcast network we have here head on over to patreon.com slash psvg we do appreciate it we do love it and we want to thank those people who support us currently 
including Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh, the Bone Sub, Barboni, Dev Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Hammond, Paul Calico, Mike Masick, The Eggs, Shen, Zach Bradshaw, and of course, Nick Fahaba. Thank you for your love and support. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you for hopefully telling a friend, telling your grandma, telling your neighbors. You should do that. Tell your kids to tell the other kids when they go back to school before they catch yeah. Corona. Tell them to download this show. It'll Just keep them it. company while you're in the quarantine. Absolutely. But most importantly, we ask that you never stop keeping your head attached to your neck and shaking it like that. Flux the post. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.